0: was the automobile invented in Canada. Carl Benz is usually credited with inventing the car in Germany in 1885, but 34 years earlier, newspapers across New Brunswick erupted with news about a local man's invention driving around the streets of St. John. We are of the opinion it will be one of the wonders of the age, breathlessly declared the St. John Courier on February 1st, 1851. You're listening to Backyard History, the hidden stories that happened in your own backyard. The podcast version of the weekly history column running in newspapers across the Maritimes with your host and author, Andrew McClain. Highly important invention, railways about to be superseded, blared the headline of the St. John Morning News. Meanwhile, another paper, the St. John Courier, wrote A most ingenious description of carriage has just been invented and manufactured by a Mr. T. Turnbull of this city. And during the week, we are informed that upwards of 1,000 people have had the pleasure of witnessing it in operation. The paper went on to describe the vehicle as three wheeled, with a seat in the front and with two levers on either side of the driver. The levers, which the paper called rudders were used to turn it instead of a steering wheel. It was a rear-wheel drive powered through the two back wheels. The newspaper continued, The inventor has succeeded in discovering a motive power sufficiently strong to enable one man with ease to propel a carriage with himself in it at a rate of 30 miles or more per hour on a common turnpike road. That means 48 kilometers an hour. So very little is known about 32-year-old inventor Thomas Turnbull's life before he unveiled his invention in that cold February afternoon. We do know he was a carpenter by trade, and for years he had been spending his spare time quietly working away in a small garage that he'd built for himself in a rough part of St. John. He told the New Brunswick Reporter newspaper that he had invested three years of his life, and a considerable sum of money into his invention. He called it the Andromedon carriage. News of his invention spread like a forest fire across New Brunswick, which at the time was an independent British colony with its own separate currency, the New Brunswick Pound. This was still 16 years before Canada was formed into a country. Newspaper reports describing Mr. Turnbull's Andromedon driving down St. John's streets can also be found in the St. John Weekly Chronicle as well as the Miramichi Gleaner. The reporters that witnessed it struggled to comprehend how it was possible for a horseless carriage to work. Bewildered reporters struggled to even come up with a frame of reference for something so ahead of its time as an automobile. This explains why newspapers often compared driving the Andromedon to acting as a horse. The St. John Morning News ran the headline, Every Man His Own Horse, and the story continued, As soon as the carriage is more fully tested on the street, every man in St. John who can afford to pay thirty pounds, which is almost the cost of it, may keep his carriage and act as his own horse, free of expenses. 30 new brunswick pounds was the average working person's wages for a year and a half at the time the morning news enthusiastically predicted the invention would be particularly useful for doctors who were in short supply and were always on the move making house calls at the time a reporter for the chatham gleaner described watching thomas turnbull drive the andromedon in a February 11th, 1851, article. He has the most perfect control of the carriage, the reporter gushed. He can drive backwards and stop it once it's at full speed. Although reporters asked Thomas Turnbull how the Andromedon was powered, he refused to discuss it, explaining that he was trying to secure a patent before revealing how his invention worked. He kept the engine hidden from the crowds of spectators beneath a large black box. Was it steam powered, coal powered, electricity powered, gasoline powered? The newspapers didn't speculate at the time, or really go into that much detail, so all we can do is guess. Many news reports emphasize that the invention deserved to be New Brunswick's contribution to the Great Exhibition in London. Its full name was the Great Exhibition of the Works of Industry from All Nations, although it became popularly known as the Crystal Palace Exhibition. This is because the building the exhibition was held in, which was the largest building in the world, was entirely built from glass and steel. Much like how Thomas Turnbull was a carpenter, the Crystal Palace building itself was not actually designed by an architect, but by a gardener. The Great Exhibition would be remembered as one of the most important events of the Victorian era. The whole world turned its eyes to Britain and its empire. And that was the moment when Britain's far-flung colonies, including the independent provinces that would later become Canada, began to come into their own. It took place from May through October of that year, and would attract a staggering 6 million people from all over the world each of whom paid the equivalent to $600 in today's money for a one-day pass to see the 13,000 exhibits inside the Crystal Palace. Many of the exhibits that were there would go on to change the world. They would become so mainstream that they're taken for granted today. For example, one feature, which was not actually an exhibit at all, and it somewhat accidentally became something that we are all very familiar with in our daily lives, although we probably give little thought to. Toilets. Uh, The Crystal Palace had an invention that at the time was super rare, indoor flush toilets. Much to the organizers' shock, their indoor plumbing in the building became the most popular feature and was a major draw in and of itself which impressed visitors who brought the idea of indoor flush toilets back home and they rapidly became common all over the world. Because there were so many entries from all over the world, organizers had to limit what could be displayed. This meant that New Brunswick was only allowed a single entry to the Great Exhibition as they fell in the colonies and dependencies category. So in New Brunswick, a highly vicious and remarkably politicized debate was raging for months over what should be submitted to the exhibition to announce the small colony's place in the world. The newspapers all over New Brunswick and especially St. John's city fathers spearheaded an aggressive push to convince the government to send Thomas Turnbull and his Andromedon to represent New Brunswick at the Great Exhibition. In the end the government chose to send fish and lumber to represent New Brunswick instead of what was possibly the world's first automobile. Not long after, the worst outbreak in Canadian history of the devastatingly deadly and highly contagious disease called cholera tore through St. John. People at the time were unsure how the disease was spread and it was thought to pass through the air at the time. One year after the St. John outbreak, British doctors would figure out that the real mechanism of how cholera spread... There was actually accurate speculation at the time in St. John about how it was spreading, but that talk was quickly shut down. It was considered too gross to even think about, but the reality was that they were right. It was human waste tainting drinking water that was spreading this disease. The disease ravaged St. John, city streets became deserted as residents fled to live in the woods surrounding St. John in an effort to escape the disease which they thought passed through the air. Those who stayed lit massive bonfires that roared all day and all through the night in the middle of the streets to try and purify the city's air with smoke. The St. John Morning News described the exodus as the largest evacuation in recent times, saying. Perhaps there never was such a circumstance anywhere since the people of Moscow evacuated their city on the approach of Napoleon's Grand Army in 1812. In a single summer, an estimated 1,500 of St. John's 30,000 residents, which is 5% of its population, died. Listed among the dead was a St. John carpenter named Thomas Turnbull. His Andromedon carriage was never heard from again. And Thomas Turnbull's patent for possibly inventing the world's first automobile was never filed. That was Backyard History with your host, Andrew McLean. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for another hidden story that happened in your own backyard. Produced by Jordan Lozier.